Hello and welcome back to the Bonus Points Podcast. I'm Jamie and I'm joined by Alan once again today. Hello guys. On this episode, we shall look into Game Week 12, discuss our transfer strategies and select our fancy five. But first, let's preview the weekend's fixtures. League leaders Chelsea travel to Leicester City. The Blues will look to get back to winning ways after a disappointing draw against Burnley last time out. Five of the last ten meetings between the sides have ended in a draw, while the Foxes have failed to record a home win since mid-October. Steven Gerrard will take charge of Aston Villa for the first time as they host Brighton. Villa will hope to welcome back Danny Ings as they bid to end a run of five straight defeats. Brighton have only beaten Villa once since 1980, and the Seagulls are currently seven without a win. Burnley welcome Crystal Palace to Turf Moor. The Pirates have won the last three against Palace without conceding a goal. It was a good time for me to bring in Conor Gallagher and Vicente Gaeta. <laughs> the Eagles are in great form, losing just once in seven league outings, and many FPL managers have transferred in Palace players during the international break. Eddie Howe will begin life as Newcastle United manager with a crucial match against Brentford at St James's Park. The Magpies are still winless this season. After a good start, Brentford have faltered. The Bees haven't kept a clean sheet since September and have picked up just four points from a possible 18. Bottom of the table, Norwich battle it out with Southampton at Carrow Road. The Canaries will hope new manager Dean Smith gives them the cutting edge they've been missing. Southampton are quietly going about their business this campaign. The Saints are unbeaten in four, keeping clean sheets in three. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer takes his struggling Manchester United team to Watford. The Red Devils have lost just twice to Watford this century. And FPL managers will consider captaining Cristiano Ronaldo this week. The Hornets have recorded just one win in four under veteran manager Claudio Ranieri, and the bookmakers give Watford an 11-2 shot of winning. Wolves host Inform West Ham. The Wanderers have won their last two at Molyneux, but the Hammers were buoyant after beating Liverpool last time out. David Moyes' men are unbeaten away in the league since a 3-2 loss at Newcastle all the way back in April last season. Liverpool play Arsenal at Anfield. The Reds haven't lost at home to the Gunners since 2012 and will be looking to put that shock loss against West Ham behind them. Arsenal are much improved since game week three. Mikel Arteta's men are unbeaten in 11, winning nine and conceding just four. Manchester City welcome Everton to the Etihad. The champions have won their last eight against Liverpool. Everton are currently winless in five and will be without their main man, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, as he continues his recovery from injury. Finally, Tottenham battled it out against an indifferent league. After scoring seven goals in two games for England, Spurs manager Antonio Conte will hope Harry Kane can continue with fine form. Leeds will go in search of back-to-back away league wins for the first time this season, but will be without their last season's top goal scorer, Patrick Bamford. So, Alan, talk me through your transfer plans and team selection for game week 12. Yeah, so I have already made my changes. Um, it was one of those ones where I was up late at night uh, on FPL statistics, looking at price rises, price fallers, stuff like that. And I saw that some of the players that I wanted to bring in and wanted to transfer out were either going to rise or go down in price. So I was like, well, I should really wait, but I'm just going to bite the bullet and make the transfers early so I don't lose a couple of million. So, yeah, so I made three transfers in the end, which was a minus eight. That was my first hit of the season. But I think it should be uh, beneficial for my team because, yeah, I think I said in the last podcast, I did did have to make a few changes if I wanted to try and uh, climb back up the ranks. So I brought in Guaita, Gallagher and Kane for Sanchez, Benrahma and Vardy. Both Spurs and Palace have incredible fix- fixture swings. And I really yeah. want to try and profit by getting on them early before <clears throat> more people jump jump aboard, especially with Kane. Yeah. He's actually only owned by 8% at the moment, which is pretty much a differential. 
And yeah, I'm hope, yeah. hoping that by jumping on the Kane train early, I can move up the ranks. Spurs' next four are Leeds, Burnley, Brentford and Norwich. So, like, surely three goals is a, a decent... Uh, he has a decent opportunity to score at least three goals in those games. Otherwise, I'm going to be very disappointed. And then moving on to the Palace players, I think I must firstly apologise to Patrick Vieira. Uh, Vieira, if you're listening, mate, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I honestly thought Palace would go down this season. Um, Same. But he's turned them into a great side. And unbelievably, Palace are second lowest for XG against. And with the fixtures they have coming up, I think it was a no-brainer to um, replace Sanchez with Guaita. And then I think we talked about Gallagher and maybe like game week, in the game week four pod or something like that. Because um, you brought up some stats about him, how he's been playing very well. And yeah. I was he- I was hesitant at the time, but now we're like, what, 12 game weeks in. It does look like he's a great option at his price point. He has the highest XG out of all midfielders under 6 million and also the highest expected assists as well. So wow. it's crazy. And yeah, but like I said, yeah. they've got a great fixture swing. So hopefully he's, he'll uh, bag some more points over the next few weeks. And then for captaincy, it's between Salah, Ronaldo or Kane. But I think it's safe to uh, side with Salah just because of how, uh, how how high his ownership is, mm. and and they're, yeah, they're all, they're all like pretty decent options to be fair. Like obviously the fixtures favor Ronaldo and Kane, but then Salah's form is better, or at least in the Premier League his form is better. So yeah, but I think that seventy percent ownership is going to be a problem if uh, yeah. if uh, I don't captain him and then he holds. So I think just to be on the safe side, I will captain the Egyptian. And then to quickly go through my starting eleven, so Guaita and goal. In defence is Diaz, Christensen, Chilwell and Duffy. In midfield, Gallagher, Salah and Rafinha. And up top, Antonio, Kane and Ronaldo. And then on the bench, I've got Cody, Brownhill and Alan. So yeah, have you made any changes for game week 12, Cody? Yeah, it's a strong team that Alan. Jesus, <laughs> when you read yeah, it out like that. On paper, it looks good, but let's see. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so as for me, mate, like you, I've been impressed with Palace. And I remember banging the drums about um, Honor Gallagher weeks yeah. ago. I kind of wish I bought him in earlier, to be fair. But yeah, so uh, my two free transfers this week, I bought in Palace duo Vicente Gaita and now the England international Conor Gallagher with a suspended Robert Sanchez inside Ben Rama. Ben Rama was a bit disappointing for me. I think he got one return in four <laughs> matches, which was kind of frustrating. Yeah, you missed the boat, um, didn't you? <laughs> I did, mate. I did. And I think I've done the same thing with Bardi as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We both did. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Um, but yeah, um, only Manchester City have an expected uh, uh, goals against the Petters and the Eagles, which is crazy. Insane, there, yeah. Because um, a lot of people, like you just mentioned, thought or had Palace in a pretty much favourites, along with like Norwich, to go down. Yeah. Because... Vieira hadn't done that well over in America and he got sacked from Nice after just a few months, didn't he? Yeah. But he, yeah exactly. He's obviously found his, you know, right players in the right system there. Fair play to him. But yeah, um, so I'll talk you through my captaincy and team selection now. So same really scenario as you two. I really did do want to captain Ronaldo and I actually had the armband on him for the last 48 hours, but You've kind of just your your sensible talk has just kind of persuaded <laughs> me to go back to Salah, to be honest. Because like I, I, he's got a good record against Arsenal, first and foremost. I think Salah's got six goals in the Premier League. Um, Liverpool at Anfield, they always put him in Anfield, don't they? He's bound to score no matter who the opposition is. We've seen so many times this season. But with Ronaldo, like it would, it's kind of a good differential because I, I think a lot of people his ownership's dropped it was like 40% a few weeks ago now it's gone down to 31.5 so 
But yeah, I just fancy captaining Watford who haven't get to clean sheet this season. But I think um, I'll stick with Salah just because he's so highly owned. And now, um, yeah, onto my team. So I've gone for obviously Gaeta in goal. Uh, Palace have got Burnley away. I mean, Burnley actually haven't done too bad against Palace recently. But there we go. Palace have looked good at the back, as I've just mentioned. And then onto my defence, I've gone for Livramento, Alexander Arnold, Antonio Rudiger. Apparently, is I saw a story in midweek, Alan, about his contract uh, talk stalling. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then my final defensive option, Ruben Diaz. I think City should be keep a clean sheet against Everton. Yeah. Yeah, and then on to my midfield options now. Smith Rowe against Liverpool away. Bit risky, but he's been an absolute baller recently, hasn't he? Scored yeah. for England as well on his debut. Great, he's turned into a great player. Then captain Salah. I mean. Just got to be really, haven't you? And then my final two midfield options: newly transferred in Conor Gallagher away to Burnley, Rafinha away to Spurs. I mean, not really expecting too much in that game because I don't know. Spurs have actually looked quite quite good at the back, to be fair, against Everton. Uh, Conte is probably going to change their fortunes around. And then my final two striking options: Vardy home to Chelsea, mate. I'm not too. Not too fond of that pick, but he does have a really good record against the big teams, doesn't he? It's just annoying that he's blanked in the last three, but, you know, there we go. <laughs> and then, um, obviously, Ronaldo, away to Watford. Gone for. So, yeah, that's my team. Um, do you want to talk about Fantasy Fives? Um, yeah, yeah who have you gone for? Yeah, so, in defence, I've gone for Mitchell, Tyreek Mitchell, the Palace defender, 4.5 million, playing against Burnley. Uh, as touched upon earlier, Palace have the second lowest XG against. And they're against a side with the 15th lowest XG. Therefore, I think there's definitely a high chance of a clean sheet for Palace. Yeah. In midfield is where, uh, because of the big hitters I've chosen up front, I've had to uh, pick some uh, cheaper options. So I've gone for hudson Adoy <laughs> at 5.3 million and then Buemo at 5.6 million. So hudson Adoy like is playing Leicester. It's a bit of a gamble, but he's started the last three he's games. He's played well, though. Yeah, yeah, he has. And over that period, he is fourth out of all players for expected assists. And then Abramo versus Newcastle. Out of all players under 5.6 million, he has the second highest XG. And against the Newcastle side, which has employed a manager with a historically poor defensive record, I hope the Frenchman can find the back of the net. And then, yeah, up front was the big hitters. Ronaldo, 12.4 million. Kane, 12.2 million. So Ronaldo versus Watford. Watford are the second last for XG conceded and have not kept a clean sheet this season. And I think Ronaldo is going to want to put on a goal-scoring performance after what happened to Portugal in the World Cup qualifiers. Yeah. And then with Kane, he's playing Leeds. Obviously, he's off the back of a stellar international break, albeit against European minnows. And I hope Kane has now got his mojo back to kickstart his Premier League, Premier League campaign. Uh, and yeah, that that total to bang on 40 million. I think that's the first time I've done that. Uh, wow. Jesus. Yeah, that's decent. Yeah. Uh, who did you pick, Philby? Yeah, so, mate, I've gone for uh, Tino Livramento just 4.3 million away to Norwich. Um, Saints have kept five clean sheets season and Livramento has seven returns in these games. Pretty impressive. Yeah, He's crazy been good. Un- unreal, hasn't he, this season for Southampton. But I know there's always a chance that, you know, the new manager bounced with, with Norwich and Dean Smith. But, you know, looking at the stats and whatnot, I still back Southampton to probably keep a clean sheet in that one. I mean, probably isn't going to get it right first game. Yeah, round, is it, you know? And then um, just like you, really, um, I've gone for two big hitters this time in midfield and not up front. So the first option is Hunmin Son, 10.3 million at home to Leeds. Son has scored in both games against Leeds last season. He has four goals and two assists already this campaign. Leeds have kept just one clean sheet all season. 
which was at home, and they're winless in their last four. So the stats look good for Son to return, mate. You know, uh, it's weird though because Son's been so good for so long. I honestly don't think I've ever had him in my FPL team. <laughs> I've just never, I've never gone for him. I've always chosen Kane or gone for other options. It's so weird. And then my second midfield option. Gone for Mo Salah. I mean, you kind of have to, really. I, don't, I, I was glad you didn't pick him. <laughs> he would have been my first choice, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, so Liverpool have got Arsenal at home, as I mentioned previously. Um, Salah says blank just once this season, as against Burnley at home on like match day three, I think it was. Got 18 goal contributions already, um, 117 points in total, which is more than double the next best midfield option, Conor Gallagher. Certainly, really. <laughs> um, and he's got six goals against the Gunners in time in the Premier yeah, that's League. crazy. So, so I, I backed out like, to score to be honest with you on that one um, and then my onto my striking options this is where it gets a bit weak <laughs> so <laughs> I've, I've gone for Ivan Tony. I mean 6.7 million away to Newcastle he was considered like a really really good option at the start of the season but yeah. 31 for Brentford but it just hasn't happened for him he, he, to be honest he hasn't played bad his link up play is really good he's just not getting in the right goal scoring positions which, which is I mean, unlike him because he can the goals in for but yeah, Newcastle have the second worst defense, so Tony's got to break his gut sometime soon, hasn't he? So yeah, that's, you the reason why so. that's why I've just gone for him, really. And then my final option, mate, I've gone for Hei Chi Huang, 5.8 million. Uh, Wolves are playing West Ham at home. It's an impressive start to his uh, Premier League life, to be fair. South Korean has four goals and one assist, so I'm hoping he can continue his great form. It's a bit of a pun because. West Ham are literally unreal yeah, yeah. at the minute. They haven't they haven't lost since April away from home. So I don't know. That was kind of slim pickings with that final striking option there. So yeah, <laughs> overall it came to 39.8 million. Thanks for listening. We hope you have a good game week 12 and we'll be back with you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>